the thing about being biologists is that there are like very specific animals <laughs> that you start to get associated with. Yeah. Yes. And the other day I was in class and someone was like, and now I'm going to talk a little bit about this very unknown fish, extremely specific. I'm going to talk about the plainfin midshipman. And I was like, ah, Sam. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss those guys. Sam loves plainfin midshipmen. They're so cute. They're little flicking flatheads. Now all of our listeners can also associate you with plainfin midshipmen. Sophie's gift to you. My (laughs) gift to you. You're welcome. Love it. And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated bird with a superpower. (laughs) Damn it. I meant to... No. (laughs) I didn't. I still didn't get it right. Take it again. (laughs) Take it again. (laughs) Um, I have a... Nope. I am... 2% 2% of this randomly generated bird with a superpower. Nailed oh it first try. Nailed it first try. Great job. Everyone agrees. I literally uh-huh. just need to write this down in the document. Anyway, <laughs> the bird with the superpower that I have been genetically recombined with 2% amounts of <laughs> with. Yeah, 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 yeah no, you got it. <laughs> You're doing great. Is the very well-known teleporting novel Titmouse. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a novel Titmouse. Wow. That teleports. It teleports. Yeah. They great. also fly, but they do teleport. <laughs> is teleporting less energetically No, I think expensive? it's more. I would argue it's very energetically expensive. Yeah. Bending space-time. Yeah. <laughs> known All right. for being energetically expensive. I'll seed this point. <laughs> <laughs> I am wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are you guys? <laughs> well, my name's Sam, and today I am 2% a screaming plant pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> screaming is the superpower. <laughs> yeah, I'm a banshee. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I just had an intrusive thought to scream into the mic, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Oh my god. I will not. Thank you Sam. for me and all of our fans. I didn't go through with it. It's an intrusive thought for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah? That's me. And in addition to being Hannah, I am also 2% yellow Dr. Puffin. <laughs> yellow? You know? Wait, why is yellow superpower? No superpower yellow? <laughs> Who is- Hannah, what? you made this. <laughs> Listen, I probably thought it would be funny. Was I wrong? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're right. Fair enough. <laughs> Screaming and yellow. Both superpowers. <laughs> Screaming I can get. Yellow? Yellow? I don't... <laughs> you can turn yellow. Wow. I have jaundice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Your superpower is liver failure. <laughs> yellow is number eight on the list, so I don't even have an excuse. 
Wow, that's up there. That's <laughs> that is up there. That's nutty. Are you trying to be like like the sun, yellow? Like you, your superpower is mm. to exude the sun. That's very kind of you to give me that yeah. benefit of the doubt. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are two percent bird this week because mm-hmm. we're reading Maximum Ride. <laughs> so. How about you guys tell us what happened in the four chapters that we read? Would love to. Chapter 13 gives us the first angel POV, uh, where we catch her waking up in a cage surrounded by some other school creations, including a kid with some weird fish scales and another with some extra fingers and toes and very little neck. We find out Angel is in fact subject 11. Which uh, seems like Stranger Things might have took some inspiration, (laughs) but uh, not too sure on that one. Maybe just a happy coincidence. Anyways, and the scientists are all uh, going on about how excited they are that she's back at the school and they can't wait for a brain sample. Chapter 14 then jumps back to Max's POV, where her, Nudge, and Fang are racing to save Angel. Not much happens in this chapter, except they decide to stop, break into a vacation cottage, steal some boot. Steal some booze. What the heck? Steal some food. <laughs> I have food written. That was a brain slip. Uh, anyways, <laughs> they rest a bit. Uh, they find a can of ravioli, and really, that's the highlight of the chapter. And uh, yeah. I leave it to Hannah to continue on the story. All right. Well, chapter 15 is either a Gasman or Iggy POV chapter, but the way it's written makes it weirdly difficult to determine who. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. But they are sitting at home being angry about being left behind until the gas man points out, like we did, that if the erasers found them nearby once, they can probably find them again. He decides, and Iggy agrees, that they need to prepare for a potential attack by making bombs. And not like stink bombs or something you would expect from an eight-year-old, but like literal fire bombs that mm-hmm. <laughs> Iggy once used to almost cause an avalanche. Um, and at the end of the chapter, Gasman, Gasman. <laughs> Gaz- I mean, that sounds nicer. <laughs> At the end of the chapter, Gasman says italically, this is for you, Angel. And then we start an Angel chapter, where she is being forced to run on a treadmill until she collapses, and the scientists around her are all acting and thinking in incredibly ghoulish ways. Yeah. They return her to her crate, and she passes out to end the chapter. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Passes out into the next chapter. Two more sleeping into a chapter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> one is asleep and one is a, I have been horrifically abused by evil yes. scientists. <laughs> yeah. I did want to, d- the very first thing in the first chapter. Uh-huh. What? I was like, huh, I wonder Angel is waking up with some very specific <laughs> symptoms. I wonder if I can tell which anesthetic they used to oh. sedate her. Whoa. Okay. okay, that's like the next level. <laughs> well... Honestly, I just wanted to uh, see if there were specific bird <laughs> sedation drugs that work. Uh-huh. Honestly, none of them really line up. <laughs> Fair. Like, weirdly enough, a lot of the sedatives specifically say that they cause, like, excessive drooling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Angel specifically has a dry mouth. Mm-hmm. At the beginning mm-hmm. of this chapter. So, you know, when it comes down to it, they probably didn't do a fun avian sedative. They just did chloroform. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did want to talk about chloroform. <laughs> because, sure. Because I looked up chloroform just to be like, oh, what are the side effects? 
And there's like an entire section on the Wikipedia page for chloroform for criminal use. Oh. (laughs) It's basically just like talking about how like chloroform used to be used as a sedative like or an anesthetic or whatever Mm -hmm. that's not the word yeah anesthetic um but like this explains why it's not anymore like people died all the time from it yeah yeah apparently if you want to like keep someone unconscious with chloroform a they have to inhale a very specific dose for like 15 minutes straight and then second you have to keep like administering it constantly (laughs) so not really great for kidnapping in real life (laughs) and also you have to like specifically support their head and face to make sure that their tongue doesn't like obstruct their airway (laughs) oh my god (laughs) or else we'll die anyway but the funniest part of the wikipedia page for chloroform is that In 1865, as a direct result of the criminal reputation chloroform had gained, the medical (laughs) journal The Lancet offered a, air quotes, permanent scientific reputation (laughs) to anybody who could demonstrate instantaneous insensibility using chloroform. Oh. What? They were basically like, fucking prove it. (laughs) (laughs) We will give you... A doctorate? I don't know. <laughs> like permanent reputation. Permanent scientific reputation. What the hell? What is that? <laughs> that's, that's 1865, baby. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that was very funny to me. So, um, that was all just a very long aside to say I don't know why she was unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I mean they knocked her out somehow. Knocked her out, probably chloroform. Yeah. She's saying something smells bad, so it's probably that. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Go with that. Did you guys ever uh, make chloroform in your organic chemistry labs? No. <laughs> what the fuck? Sophie. In, in what? University or high school? Sejep. <laughs> so first year university. <laughs> okay. It's because have you ever isolated caffeine? No. no. In an organic chemistry lab? Okay. I actually oh. never took organic chemistry because I double majored. <laughs> wow, lucky. I never took organic chem either. I took biochem. Yeah. Sucked. Okay, but. <laughs> yeah, I hate organic chem. Yeah. You know how in like first year biology labs, I assume other lab based classes too, you have like, you'll do a, you'll get to a certain point in a procedure in one lab and then have to kind of continue with whatever you made into the next one. Yeah. We did one of those where like we were slowly trying to get to the point where we had isolated caffeine out of tea bags. And there was like distinctly one point of the process (laughs) where the professor was like, okay, you're going to end up with like uh solve what is it precipitate in the solvent is that what it is no solution your your solution has the precipitate the precipitate comes out of solution yeah that one solution what's the part that's remains after you've precipitated out hi this is editing sophie i just cut out an embarrassingly long discussion where none of us knew anything about chemistry the word i was looking for is supernamed a solution turns into a solid precipitate and a liquid supernamed during the process of precipitation. <laughs> I promise we're very smart about other stuff. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Anyway, you end up with two things because one's the <laughs> precipitate and the other's the other thing. I distinctly remember one of them, her being like, okay, so you have to keep this and you have to throw out the other thing because the other thing is chloroform. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, oh, cool. 
Wow. I know, like, they they should actually kind of teach it more because I know there is a way you can, like, accidentally make chloroform at home. And I don't know how it, what it is, but I know you can do it. Wait, are you thinking of mustard gas? Uh, yeah, mustard gas. No, isn't there chloroform too? Or I'm... Oh, I don't know. I feel like I've seen both. Oh, yeah. No, I think there's... I think it's both. Like, you can... If you... They're not the same, obviously. Like, if you do so, two no. different things, but <laughs> you can, like, by cleaning your house, you can accidentally... Oh, my God. ...do severe damage <laughs> to yourself. And I don't remember what they are, but I just know that it's a thing. <laughs> Chloroform is a known byproduct of water chlorination yeah. mixed oh. with other disinfection byproducts. Yeah, so it's like if you mix like bleach and other cleaners, right? No, I think it just it can be in your tap water. Hey, it's me again. Sam was right. Alcohol and bleach do make chloroform. Don't mix your cleaners. Good job, Sam. But just be careful while you're cleaning your house, everybody. Chemistry is scary. That's why I'm a biologist. <laughs> yeah, chemistry will melt you and biology will just bite you. It's fine. Anyway, none of us are chemists. No. TLD, listen, don't mix bleach with shit. Yeah. You might kill yourself accidentally. Because that's how you get mustard gas and apparently also chloroform. Who the hell knows what else? Uh, yeah, probably something else. Yeah. I don't know, TNT, does that come out of bleach? Probably. <laughs> 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 Sounds right. Yeah, sounds yeah, right. I'd believe it. I'd buy it. <laughs> if someone authoritative told me that, I'd be like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting getting into Angel's head because she can hear other people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like Edward, but I didn't less... miss it. I didn't miss it. <laughs> no. But while she, or when she wakes up like in this dog crate, she realizes that she's in a room with uh, two younger boys who are also locked in a dog crate together. The two Sam mentioned with the skin, nope, with the scales <laughs> <laughs> and the fingers. And their thoughts are extremely disjointed and jumbled. Like there's no sentences. Their thoughts, like when she tries to speak to them, are just mouth noise, girl wings, new, new. Oh, which that's is what that was. Yeah. I was so confused because it didn't really make any sense. I was like, what is wrong with these sentences? This makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's what she's hearing as these like kids are reacting to her. And she oh, says that they're a couple years okay. younger than her, which, and like she's six. Yeah. So like they're even younger than that. But to me, this kind of implies that these children don't like haven't acquired any language yet because they're not thinking in sentences they're not really thinking in words it like sort of seems like they're thinking in impressions whereas like the adult scientists think in phrases and think in like full sentences and i just thought like that was an interesting take it could just be that these kids are like terrified and not able to think straight or it could be that whatever genetic manipulation has been done to them has kind of reduced their capacity for intelligent or has reduced their intelligence or has it reduced their ability to like comprehend and communicate language or it could just be that they have been like so deprived that they have not been able to acquire language because that is like an extremely neurologically complex task to learn language yeah and i mean we don't really have enough information but have you guys heard of the critical period hypothesis for language acquisition mm, but i don't think so please remind me because i do not remember it <laughs> yeah, yeah i barely remembered it i had to like refresh myself a little bit um i remembered learning about it in a psych class once and it's basically that like it's not a fully accepted theory so this could be completely wrong <laughs> 
Uh, but like one of the theories is that because developing language is such like a complex process, it requires a lot of neuroplasticity to be able to like be able to have a brain that can actually achieve fully functioning language. And the theory is that if you miss like the critical window to acquire your first language, then you just are completely unable to fully acquire language at any point in your life. Sort of like how if you learn a second language when you're a kid, it's much easier and you have like a much better grasp of that language than if you try to learn it later in life, but like a little bit younger and a little bit more extreme. Yeah, I think we we may have touched on this briefly, or I did, uh-huh. <laughs> in the Aragon episodes, because uh, birds, Okay, yeah, a lot of birds can only learn, if they learn their song by hearing right, the yes. parents sing it, then they can only learn it during a specific time period, and if they don't learn it then, then they'll never learn the song. Uh, yeah, probably the same so, concept, and I just didn't people. connect the dots. <laughs> bird people. <laughs> I mean, these two kids aren't bird people. I was going to say, one of them's a oh, fish yeah. boy. <laughs> one of them's a fish boy, and one is just We'll get back to the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts. Poor kid. But, uh, yeah, because that's, it's also like, isn't it the thing where if you, like, go under anesthesia, which I have now looked up a lot <laughs> today only, like, if you learn a second language as an adult and you go under specific anesthetics, you will forget your languages you learned as a child but you will be able to speak a language you learned as an adult because they save to like different parts of your brain (laughs) that's interesting yeah oh yeah i hadn't heard that that's interesting yeah i don't know that like the scientific basis of that but i know of somebody who was like yeah when i woke up from anesthetic i could speak spanish but not english (laughs) (laughs) and the anesthetologist was like oh yeah that's normal Yeah, I do know that, like, if you learn more languages kind of post-pubescence, they are kind of stored and activated from a different part of your brain. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I sort of took this as, I feel like it's supposed to be that whatever they're mixed with is making them less, like, sentient, I guess. Yeah. But I was looking for that word. (laughs) Yeah, but also, like, the way... Now that we're ta- now that we're like reading it this stupid way, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh well, you know, they're younger than Angel. You know, f- three or four year olds, they're probably not gonna have like fully formed sentence thoughts. Yeah, well, especially like one of the criticisms of this critical period thing that I was talking about is that nothing that occurs in like early development is in a vacuum, and the only mm-hmm. like studies they've had of people who haven't acquired language as a child are people who are like severely neglected yeah and it's like so like did you not learn language because you couldn't learn the language or did you not learn language because like other parts of your brain were affected by severe abuse and neglect yeah which these kids are probably also experiencing also that yeah (laughs) definitely yeah i i kind of took it the opposite direction that you did sophie though and that i was wondering like maybe they were having issues with the bird kids because they quote unquote escaped or like clearly they've had to kind of go off the rails with the plan for these bird kids and maybe they're like too smart so they were manually I guess trying to make any future experiments not as sapient you know I guess just like I mean like I guess depending on the the point you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they're just like screwing around with human genomes for the sake of screwing around with human genomes then you yeah. don't necessarily want a resulting child who can think for itself. 
But if you're doing it for secret military purposes, which is sort of our current hypothesis, then you do want a resulting child that is able to like reason and remember and communicate. Yeah, you kind of want a human, fully functional human who can fly. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> On a related note, I feel gross. <laughs> yeah, gross. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. Uh, gross. I had so many notes about this chapter <laughs> and like yeah. none about the further ones. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> what were your guys' hypotheses about the other kid? <laughs> like, oh, the the extra finger so, neck one? Yeah, because the one has just, like, some fish scales, and then the other one has extra fingers and toes, no neck, eyes huge and bulging, and barely any hair. <laughs> oh, I forgot that part, yeah. I went toad, but mm. I didn't think that hard about it. <laughs> I legit <laughs> just thought mistake. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it was literally like as Angel described it, right? It's like, yeah, it just kind of looks like. Well, both of them actually kind of both seem like a bit of a a fuck up. On, I mean, yeah, I, this feels weird talking about because I'm like they're experimenting on children, so children. like, yeah. yeah, it's it's all fucked up. Yeah, but I think both these kids were just like a scientific thing that should never have happened but uh yeah but like they tried something and it didn't go the way they wanted it to yeah i'm having a really hard time wording this because i'm like all of this is really bad and it's like you don't want a transformed kid to be the success because the kid shouldn't even be like tested on yeah to start with yeah i think we can yeah. all agree that um don't do this yeah don't <laughs> we don't agree with it yeah taking uh -huh. a firm moral stance this yeah. is bad <laughs> But I do just want to say, okay, <laughs> there's an extinct amphibian. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, no. That has bonus toes. <laughs> oh, how many bonus toes? Like so many. Oh, oh okay. but what? Would, okay, yeah, I want to know what this is, and then the last questions. There are a couple because there is a group of stem tetrapod is probably not the right word i don't know what that means yeah or like tetrapodomorph so it's sort of like the zone in between fish and tetrapods wow. so the zone in between fish yeah <laughs> it's basically like a group of very wild amphibians <laughs> so if you've seen if you've seen them in like i don't know a museum or something they're they're usually just like squat like four-legged they've got flat heads kind of like a frog but they're pretty big what are so the they called did you say that <laughs> no no like she's, again she's the group is just uh <laughs> up in the air what to even call them but oh. the specific genus or species that i'm talking about okay. is either acanthostega is like a pretty well-known one and then ichthyostega is the other one that is also pretty well known so acanthostega had eight digits on each hand unclear on the feet it's <laughs> so cute <laughs> yeah and then i think Ichthyostega had uh, seven digits, yeah. So I'm looking at a picture. They're a little more. Are you looking at the same picture I am? E than I was hoping. I was hoping more toad e. No, no, they have long tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're what's the equivalent of anguilliform, but for a lizard? <laughs> a newt. <laughs> Newtiform. <laughs> yeah, shaped oh, yeah. like a newt or like yeah, an axolotl. Neotenic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, look at that guy. Look, look at those little guys, <laughs> right? Little guy. Sorry, I'm obsessed. 
Imagine if you went outside and that was just like sitting in your lawn. <laughs> I would probably try to domesticate it. Yeah. They're just cute little guys. I don't know. They're fun because oh, they're gosh. not like actual amphibians. Like they're not in the amphibian group. So oh, later really? on there will be like giant salamanders, you know, and those are actual amphibians. But these guys are just like something weird and they've got all these extra fingers. And that's how huh. you know they're not actually technically within like tetrapods because do tetrapods have a defined number of fingers isn't it five yeah what (laughs) yeah i thought it was yeah like four limbs five a bunch of them digits lost it oh now i need to look it up hold on i clearly i know nothing apparently i just want to make the point while sophie does this that like Uh this is very cool but i highly doubt that this is what they were going (laughs) with for this kid i'm just what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean like maybe but like what is the military advantage of this creature i think it's a toad child and they were trying to make him do you think they're trying to make him amphibious like breathe in air and water that yeah air and water i thought i said the same thing twice (laughs) (laughs) that i would buy but as well it would make sense because he's in with the fish kid yeah that makes sense and i love this connection that Sophie has found because only Sophie would make know. this connection. It's fantastic. It was the first thing I thought of, guys. That is hilarious, and I love it. Very on brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna retract my statement that all tetrapods have five fingers because I would have to spend longer looking it up, and I don't, I don't know yeah. how to do that. That's okay. fair. Fair but enough. But the uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So because what I was thinking is that when you look at how they might have been modifying these kids right like clearly Mm -hmm. both of these two kids were meant to be like fish amphibious like maybe breathing water you know like that's what they were going for and so in theory maybe it could have been that like the one with scales was they recombined dna with a fish yeah but then the other one they ended up doing like an atavistic like evolutionary throwback kind of thing and that's why for the the listeners uh (laughs) because i definitely remember what atavistic means but for people who might not know yeah um atavistic means to like revert to an ancestral trait okay so i i also like this is from so long ago that i'm digging up these memories (laughs) i also think there's like you know questionable specifics in this definition but i believe Uh that when people are talking about like oh a you know this experiment produced a chicken embryo with a dinosaur tail you know Mm. like Mm -hmm. which is the thing that happens (laughs) (laughs) which is a like that sort of exploring embryology by creating these atavistic traits right so like how did the dinosaur tail turn into like a bird tail kind of thing you know and so you can induce like a kind of atavistic trait and again from bird to dinosaur that's not very much (laughs) human to stem tetrapod very far (laughs) quite far Uh but you know maybe (laughs) maybe 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 we're all fish so just fun to think about so fun so fun for me <laughs> you know what else is fun to think about uh-huh. that uh angel is subject 11 but there are only six bird kids yeah yep <sighs> yep oh no that would hurt me a little bit <laughs> my my thought on this was like i don't i'm wondering if this is a trope and i just never realized it in like sci-fi based stories 
that like you go to subject 10 and they all fail and then you finally have that scientific breakthrough at 11 11. is that why like 11 is always i don't know i feel like it's always 11 or (laughs) 9 yeah well it's more just because in mainstream media now like stranger things 11 is the most prominent example of this so it's like as soon as you read that you're like oh but you're like Real, I like you in my brain. I'm like, I highly doubt Stranger Things ripped off Maximum Ride, but yeah, <laughs> what do you um, mean? <laughs> I mean, maybe I feel like, in my non uh supported opinion, that like you see nine and eleven a lot in like sci fi media as like the number, yeah, that comes up. I don't know why, but like, I feel like I've seen elevens even before Stranger Things and before this. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it like a yeah. common trope that I just never really picked up on? And now that it's like such a big thing in Stranger Things. And then it, it cause it kind of makes sense, right? Like you're a scientist, you get through 10 and you get frustrated, even though t- 10's not that much guys, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you have that breakthrough at 11. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I thought it was like... I think in fairy tale Mm -hmm. sort of, I don't know what word I'm looking for, literature. (laughs) Fairy tale. um, In fairy tale. In the genre of fairy tale. I Uh believe that like 9, 11, and 13 are like magic numbers. Okay. In sort of like European. I know 13 is in in some cultures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, including ours. (laughs) It's always like, oh, the, you know... 13th child or the you know is yeah. the wizard you know and i think mm-hmm. that goes back before Seven. like current fantasy or sci-fi yeah kind of belief mm. but um you know maybe there's a numerology or something reason that i yeah. just don't know yeah i don't know i just want to know what happened to the well well does that mean there's well, other bird kids yeah like there's got to yeah. be at least five other ones but this is like tickling something in my brain. Is this? Were we talking about how maybe there's like a evil Max? Yeah, there is yeah. an evil Max, and there's like a perfect angel romantic partner for oh. Max. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I wonder if those are before or after. Uh, yeah, wouldn't they be after? Although, why would they? Hmm. I don't remember enough about later books in this series. But Angel was only two when they left. Remember? Right. Wow. I feel like it just means that there were five that were dead. Yeah, you know? me too. Uh, yeah, but it still makes me sad. It. it makes me sad. <laughs> this chapter just made me sad. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess we could wait and see if they call the other ones by different numbers. Because That's it could true. just be Angel is subject 11 and 11 means something. Mm, that, like true. Yeah. Was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Maybe this makes me also ghoulish, but I like low-key love it when there's characters that have like their evil scientist number designation and like <laughs> there's gaps it reveals yeah 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 listen like, this oh, might man. just be because uh since or in the last few years i've gotten really into like the clone wars and the umbrella academy <laughs> where every, every character is just like here's a, a number. number but no i have chosen my name and it's uh-huh. my name for me and i'm like yeah <laughs> and that name is gas man and that ga- name no. is gas man for some reason <laughs> Yeah. Poor kid. Gasmin. <laughs> Gasmin. Um, while we're talking about Angel's number, yeah. they call them the recombinant group. <laughs> yeah, they oh, do call yeah. them that. Yeah. Well, they say this recombinant group. Yeah. So that is confirming, more or less, that mm-hmm. this is like gene recombination, like yeah. genetic engineering, rather mm-hmm. than 
you know, whatever else it could be that I don't know enough about. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than what, Sophie? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, what else? Uh, Are we graphing Yeah, wings? I guess grafting. Yeah, but, I guess. Yeah. I uh, tried to look it up again and once again gave up. But <laughs> do you, like recombinant DNA is exactly what I talked about the previous time where you put mm-hmm. DNA into like a plasmid, a virus plasmid, and then infect something with it. And then it, I don't know, expresses that thing. Yeah. But again, it's usually like pretty much everything is done in embryos. Like you never really see it happen in already born things <laughs> yeah yeah but i think i mentioned this the last time i talked about this but i watched the video i think i mentioned of a guy who treated his own lactose intolerance by making virus plasmids with lactase in it like enzymes i think you said this no okay I'm, I'm about this let's fix that lactose intolerance yeah. <laughs> so this is Call this is gene therapy, which is like a thing. Oh, yeah. But I, I didn't know this when I first saw this video and I was like, pardon? You <laughs> just made your own recombinant DNA and infected yourself with the virus? Yeah, you know, normal thing to do. Yeah, but conveniently, he just put up a video being like, did it work? Two years uh, oh. update. And basically the update is that you can do this to yourself or... Uh, a company or a doctor will do it to you more professionally but it'll probably only last like 12 months yeah i was gonna say i feel like it probably wouldn't it wouldn't kick or it wouldn't stick still yeah but he did not need he could eat dairy that whole time wow i mean i can still eat dairy but i just don't think it's the best for everybody (laughs) right yeah we don't need to go into the results he had no side effects from dairy let me put it that way there you go yeah, that's fun. So that's fun. fun. Again, I don't know enough about genetic engineering to do any of the, this properly, but um, nope. seems like you can do some stuff, but um, you can't make a human chimera. Yeah. No. A human animal chimera. No, bad idea. Literally, how did we end up with flying hexapods again? <laughs> like, Honestly. Oh. What the hell? Um, how did we end up in... Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Am I right, guys? Oh my god, yeah. I love Full Metal Alchemist. Wait, did did either of you just have a thought, though, that they weren't hexapods, and they weren't tetrapods, and they just had no arms? Oh my god. Because I just had that mental image. But they have hands, is the thing. (laughs) No, 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 no. I am aware that they are are, uh, hexapods, but I I was like, imagine. Oh yeah, if they were like herpes, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, herpes are cool. I was like, that, I, I like that. That would have been fun. Yeah, Yeah, that that would be fun. fun. I would have loved that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to forcibly move us along because we're 40 minutes in one chapter in. Oh, yeah. I do just want to say so briefly that um, there was a bill introduced called the Human Chimera Prohibition Act. Oh, Jesus. That sounds post-apocalyptic. That was in 2016 to stop people from recombining. Making human animal chimeras. Exactly like it says. Okay, good. Wow. Anyway. I'm glad that that exists and a little concerned that someone thought it needed to exist. That, yep. yep. Um, people have made embryos, which is why They've they introduced Are this Are you bill. serious? No. Yeah. Human. With and, humans? Oh. Human and um, chimpanzee. You can't do that. Because they're so closely related. Jesus. It's not okay. It was human stem cells in a chimpanzee embryo. 
that's that's still weird human stem cells were thriving so great (laughs) anyway humans are pretty prolific i feel like you can put us anywhere and we're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) this environment yeah fully tracked sometimes i feel like our books aren't as fiction as we like to think they are Mm -hmm. yeah wow who was like oh maximum ride what a fun time and then just got punched in the fucking face with chapter 13 oh my god Mm -hmm. okay well uh, listen (sighs) what Uh, next chapter. <laughs> Who wants to talk about chapter 14? Fine. Okay, chapter Ravioli. 14. The rescue squad is hungry. <laughs> yeah. I what I have to say about chapter 14 is that I'm so glad I am an adult who will just be able to tell people when I'm hungry and no longer be like, oh wow, God, yeah. I can't say that I'm hungry. Not in front of Fang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated that. Sorry, the way I said that yeah. made it sound like it was not for Max. Just doesn't want <laughs> yeah. to be like I'm a weakling. Yeah, I need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have to say, I as like someone who is renowned for my teeny tiny bladder, mm-hmm. I always try not to be the person who has to pee first on like a road trip because <laughs> it's that. embarrassing. So I kind of get it, but it's still annoying and stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and guys, did you see how Max and Fang are, like, so in sync? They think the same thing at the same time. Oh, (laughs) my God. I hate it. They spend too much time together, honestly. They spend so much time together. They're, like, two sides of the same person. (sighs) No. I kind of like the idea of best friends. I do, but... They've been through everything together. But we know it's not that. They can be best friends and then lovers. (laughs) I do love friends to lovers. I think it's just the way it's presented that's annoying. Yeah, Yeah, fair. (laughs) because we've seen it too many times now yeah well and it's presented in a very like 2014 girl power kind of way which i'm not super into anymore yeah yeah i mean max is just sort of a 2014 girl power oh yeah like that's that's what she is yeah yeah (laughs) we know we're past that ourselves probably sometimes you know i have my moments (laughs) one could say by 16 years past that yeah yeah a whole team anyway, child away from that a whole more than one max fanger eggy away from this age uh-huh. so they're flying over mountains and they're like oh a ski resort let's look for some vacation houses and i was like how do you know what either of those things are <laughs> <laughs> they live in mountains but do they like watch tv do they like go out in society like do <laughs> I have a theory that this is how they get their food into their house. Uh, they just go mm. stealing food. Well, they're in Colorado in the mountains. Colorado's yeah. for skiing, right? It is. Yeah. Or I wonder if it's like how they got to Colorado. Like, Jeb oh, yeah. teaching them how to steal from vacation homes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're going to steal from anybody, stealing from a person who owns more than one property is probably yeah. the way to do it. They yeah. can afford it. Steal from their <laughs> ski chalet. Oh, yeah, like oh. that's nicer than anyone's house. Uh huh. Oh, what are they gonna do without their cans of beans and ravioli? Like, yeah. Also, <laughs> okay, wait. If they're rich, why do they have cans of beans and ravioli? Uh. Well, wasn't hadn't it been like abandoned for a while? Like. No, it's just closed for the summer. Oh, okay. I just got the I got the vibe that it had been like yeah just like not inhabited for a while but well yeah it has been not inhabited for a while but on the scale of months not years okay well i mean they probably just like i mean even even rich people probably need beans not rich people eat beans yeah yeah i don't know why they would have chef Roy or d but (laughs) 
Yeah. For the kids. <laughs> if you're rich, talk, let us know on Twitter. Do you eat beans and or ravioli? <laughs> yeah. Canned ravioli specifically. And also, can you sponsor us? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk you up to our nine regular listeners. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yes. yeah. Anyway, I am just fucking baffled that they break into a house, steal a bunch of food, and then pass out on their couch. Yeah. Like, yeah. kind of a shitty break and enter are you you just yeah. fell asleep in the house yeah. are you like goldilocks and her bears like go outside no they uh, just like sat down on the couch and were like well we're on an extremely urgent rescue mission in a house that belongs to someone who is not us in which like we have broken into and stolen things mm-hmm. let's just have a nap like are you serious were they drugged <laughs> I feel like they were so tired that they were essentially high. Yeah. Probably. But like, what the hell, Max? (laughs) They probably weren't thinking. She was probably like, because they had probably been going for like a very long time. Yeah. To the point where they were pushing themselves, right? So by the time they actually landed and ate, they, they probably had literally no choice but to fall asleep. Like, have you ever gotten that where you've just like done something really, really active and you're like, oh my God, I need food. So you eat something and then you literally pass out within five minutes. You sit down and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, I am done. I don't do anything that active. <laughs> I mean, I would do that after diving. <laughs> yeah. Or even if, you- yeah, I did that last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, more if like, even if, you- if you've just been like out all day and socializing all day, like, you know, just like on your feet all day and then you come back and eat and then it's like you sit down and not even within five minutes you're out. Like, I feel like it was kind of one of those situations where they probably didn't want to fall asleep, but they were had no control. They're just like, see ya, goodnight. I still That's feel fair. like they should have at least tried to go outside and not stay in the house that they had broken into. Eh. I feel like that's going to end badly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They are teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I sort of sure. thought it was like someone thinking, hmm, animals do this. <laughs> but I was like, birds don't do this, though. <laughs> No. Like, if you're thinking about like yeah a lot of mammals or like reptiles will eat and then rest right after but like birds explicitly don't <laughs> that's a fair point see i don't have an ornithologist perspective on this no but i guess that makes sense because they are still 98 percent mammal <laughs> oh <it> does, yeah <laughs> humans don't really yeah do that no all the time anyway but no but to sam's point it makes sense I did have a horrifying thought, though, because birds, uh, raptors can stay active for a lot longer on a single meal because they have a stomach, but they also have a crop. Oh, yeah. In their throat. (laughs) Just storing some ravioli up in there, huh? Ew! (laughs) In like a pouch. Digest this later. (laughs) But they just probably have like a big. (laughs) Like a goiter. (laughs) Yeah. Full of ravioli. Full of ravioli. <laughs> later. That's so gross. God, <laughs> as if cold canned ravioli oh. wasn't bad enough. Now it's also cold and canned and stored in your crop for several hours. Okay, well, the crop could be full of condensed milk. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I don't know if they would have eaten that, though, because Max didn't know what it was. Honestly, it probably would have been a good choice. It's full of protein. <laughs> yeah. Lots of sugar to, like, keep you going. Yeah. I think. I get condensed and evaporated milk mixed up. Anyway. In long story short, I don't know why they did this. <laughs> no, this was, this was kind of a terrible nothing chapter, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, they're also, like, kids, you know? You know how kids just, like, sprint around and then immediately pass out? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> that might be it, actually. 
That might be it. <laughs> yeah, you might have found the answer. But anyway, yeah, the, the whole chapter is just, we got hungry, we stopped, and then we had a nap. And it's like, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's All right, over to- just to drag on how long it takes for them to get to Angel. Yeah. <laughs> and so that Iggy and the gas man could have a chapter. Which also is, like, weirdly nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Like, nothing happened nothing. in it. We just had to, like, check in on them. Make sure they were okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do... Iggy is such a, like, whiny little sarcastic <laughs> piece of shit. And I'm like, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Uh, he's such a teen. Yeah. But it's, like, the first line is, like, from Iggy's perspective. Like, he's super mad. Yeah. He punches the door because he got left behind just being blind and sitting around. And then, like, the next line is, like, Gasman kicks the, the table with his red shoe. And I was, like, how do you know his shoe is red? And then it transitions to Gasman's point of view. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> it was all over. Wait, whose perspective is this? Yeah, it was so weird how it just... It's every Because so every sentence is a new paragraph. And every paragraph... <laughs> It, like changes perspectives yeah. it was so weird and none of them are like angel's chapter is from her perspective in third person max's are her perspective in first person and this one is like nobody's perspective or everybody's perspective in third person oh, it's very awful yeah. it, i don't like it me neither <laughs> it's very disjointed yes so i wonder if angel's thing is because she is experienced seeing herself as the third person in everyone else's head maybe maybe yeah i mean it does it does like narrow in on her feelings and experiences though like it's not like we're watching her watching herself right but she maybe she doesn't think of herself as i because she's being constantly bombarded by everyone being like angel and she like third person sure way deeper than i actually wanted to get now that i think about it (laughs) yeah i don't think we have enough time to get into that no keep that in mind for later yeah (laughs) i feel like it could come up again honestly like i don't i don't have anything to say about this chapter other than the weird perspectives they're gonna make firebombs which is wild so wild yeah and gasman is like a little delight like he's so like optimistic and is like okay you know what this sucks but here's a positive spin. We're going to put up, like, we're going to have a plan. We're going to, you know, do all this stuff. And Iggy's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> at least one of you is, you know, looking forward. They're they're keeping busy. It's okay. Yeah. They're, they're just keeping, keeping busy. busy. I do appreciate Iggy's commitment to terrible wordplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he says that the gas man is starting to sound too much like Max after years of her influence and says that you're like a Maxlet, a Maxketeer. <laughs> that's, like, uh, that's dumb and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see why Iggy was your favorite character. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? It all like, oh. Really posing yourself here. He's moody and cranky and likes making terrible puns. Like, yeah, yeah. obviously he's my favorite. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, if we move on to the last chapter, I yeah. just, one, really, like, the only thing I need to say about this chapter is, like, scientists aren't like this. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, it's brutal. It's, like, <laughs> so bad. So much worse than I remember it being as a kid, because now, like, I, you get it. You know, as an adult, yeah. you, like, get things more yeah. than when you were, like, 14 or 15 <laughs> in the yeah. grand scheme of things. These people are referring to Angel as it. 
Yep. They're like talking about her as though she's not there or understands anything. They're like torturing her to make her run longer and then torturing her when she collapses to try and make her keep going anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, they're like, excited about it. And like they're talking about her in front of her about like how stoked they are to dissect her and how much they want to like slice up her brain and like get samples and it's like man like that's demonic like that that's not <laughs> yeah no one does that like that's I don't like know. nazi shit <laughs> yeah i haven't like worked in even like animal labs you know like i haven't worked in a medical animal lab or anything like that like large scale yeah but, like people who do experiments that require animal subjects and sometimes those experiments mean you have to then euthanize the animal and like take samples to -hmm. see what your experiment did people aren't psyched about it (laughs) you know like i yeah we work with like i work with people who work with invertebrates and people are still like man like this kind of (laughs) sucks yeah yeah i did i worked in a a lab using rats to research heart attack drugs and we would have to give rats heart attacks and then see how long it took before they died. Oh, and oof, it was extremely upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not fun. No. Like, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a certain level of uh, respect yeah. that yeah. you need to have when you're working on an- like live animal experiments. Yeah, for sure. That, like, you have to be able to distance yourself, obviously. But mm-hmm. not to this extent where you're just like... I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like them thinking she's just an animal is like not <laughs> not yeah. accurate, you know? Yeah. Like they clearly know she's a person. But they don't really. But they know she's human at any rate, right? Like that's honestly, I can't tell. Like it really doesn't <laughs> seem like they think yeah. she's human level sentient. Yeah. Well, they say she has interesting intelligence levels. And I'm like, what like what are you expecting them to be for one thing also yeah. how are you measuring that with an eeg i don't think you can measure intelligence with an eeg yeah not, no. not unless you're doing it very questionably <laughs> <laughs> but like they are a expecting some level of intelligence and then surprised that it is higher than they were expecting yeah like because i'm wondering if even from the beginning you know like none of them there was no beginning part where any of the scientists pretended to be their friends you know like there wasn't that point at the beginning like from the beginning they were in dog crates being experimented on and so like genuinely maybe they haven't expressed themselves towards the scientists the way they express themselves towards each other you know like Mm. that's what i'm wondering Angel doesn't speak in yeah. either of these chapters. And so maybe they don't know. <laughs> maybe they you don't know? know. But but uh, still, like, even if you're talking to an animal, like, nobody, nobody who works on animals, even doing, like, animal research projects for, like, other goals, you don't do it because you want to hurt animals or you don't like animals. Yeah. Usually the people who are doing it like animals. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm sure, they're there. I'm sure there are people out there who do oh, probably. Those, I that's haven't nutty. ever met one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I mean, same thing. Like, I guess there are people who aren't like this, but everyone I've known who has like worked with animals, the main concern is getting too attached to them, not the other yeah. way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
if I was like, I had a hard enough time with my lobsters, which are so cute and have so much personality and also they're lobsters. <laughs> yeah. I cried over a jellyfish, so I don't know what yeah. to tell you. <laughs> Like, you're telling me these scientists aren't presented with, like, a, a, like, six-year-old girl with, like, beautiful white feathery wings in a cage being sad and, like, being tortured and not one of them is, like, having their heartstrings tugged upon? Yeah, like, she looks like a human child. She looks like a human (laughs) six-year-old. Like, what, what, where did they find these people? (laughs) Truly. And there's, like, many of them. There's at least like four or five different ones mentioned in these chapters. The worst experiments, human experiments, have always been, you know, by military or medical personnel. Yep. So I guess yeah. you would find them there. <sighs> I think we're just very sheltered in our side of science and the scientists we interact with. I yeah. think there are there's some. Not do you mean sheltered, there. or do you mean have literally any Stupid. morals at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I still mean sheltered because I feel like the world, I've noticed this, the world isn't as, as nice as we'd like to think it is. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I just think people who can feel bad about invertebrates, you know, probably can feel bad about everything. So that's, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Guess, yeah. That's probably why we are the way we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just me. Yeah. I, like, I just, I, mm, listen, it's very important at the core of my being that I need to believe most people are not like this. <laughs> Yeah. I respect that about you. Um, the fun ending to this hurtful chapter <laughs> uh-huh. is that uh, the Acanthostega child, it's implied that he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he disappeared. He disappears and <sighs> he's probably not coming back. Yeah, what a brutal chapter. What the hell? I I hate these people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Which is the point, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, in this book... There's no space for nuance anywhere. Yeah. So if you're going to have a bad guy, they have to be like the baddest guy. Yeah. We've talked about this. I wish it wasn't always scientists, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I guess as a group, like scientists are not historically that persecuted, so I think we're we're fine. Yeah. Also, <laughs> but... not like the cleanest track record. No. Scientists. <laughs> No. no. We if were anything... just talking about people making a chimpanzee human embryo yeah. hybrid. <laughs> And this goes back to my saying in that I think there's a lot of scientists out there doing some real shady stuff. No! (laughs) This is why I'll stay in the invertebrate biology. This is why we stay in animal-based biology, specifically marine and invertebrates. Yeah, uh, yeah. and not cephalopods. (laughs) No. You can't do anything shady with a clam. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody doing anything shady has big plans for... Muscles, Bryozoans, Bryozoans, which is great because no one will expect my plan to upload everyone to the Bryozoan hive mind. Oh my god! I guess I was gonna. Yeah, I was like, there's definitely some fucked up things people could do with uh, genetically modifying bivalves and aquaculture, but we're not gonna go into that. We're not gonna go there. Let's Let's not give them any idea until they bring in the mollusk child in the next chapter. (laughs) Oh god! Speaking of the next chapters, okay. Guess what happens next? A beautiful segue. (laughs) Okay, I guess my guess is that there's gonna be a mollusk child. (laughs) I love it. But I okay. I'll I'm gonna read you the first sentence. Of the okay. next four chapters, and you're gonna have to guess off of me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Why so chapter seven, chapter seventeen starts with uh. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
maybe is there like <laughs> anything I mean, else uh, if it helps chapter 18 starts with okay sophie <laughs> okay can you give us the next two no <laughs> oh okay i will spell it out for you u n h h h dot 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 oh yeah that helps thank you yeah. so much i don't know someone wakes up <sighs> yeah Either my max guess is max at all wakes up and yeah. yeah okay i don't think angel would make that the, no. Fair. Yeah, Angel doesn't okay. make outside noises. No. What do you think the uh, chapter eighteen? Okay. <laughs> What's the punctuation on this? Okay, it's n- just okay. Period. Oh my god. It maybe it's Gasman and Iggy like looking at their their fire bombs and being like, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's either that there or are it's... no quotation marks around it. Oh. Oh. And it's a max chapter. It's a max chapter. It's a max chapter. I mean, and then... she. Is getting ready to make a plan? Yeah. Again. Again. Great guess. Okay. Chapter 19. Despite my growing anxiety, it was glorious up here. Max? Approach? Are they flying over the canyon, maybe? Or Death Valley? Yeah, they must be. They must just, like... This is the thing with these short chapters. is like, they don't go that... They don't do that much. So, like... No. Only one thing happens per chapter. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's like, okay, so they're in the sky. Maybe they finally get to California? Like, I don't know. You guys see how short half of these chapters are. You're gonna scream. Okay. Oh, my God. God. Uh, Well, now I want to look. 20. No, don't look yet. Chapter 20. The last one. The thing about Iggy was, well, sometimes he could figure stuff out like a real scientist. Oh, does that mean he's secretly evil? (laughs) Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god, I just looked at how short chapter 18 is. I hate this. Well, that just must be continuation of their firebombs. Yeah, it's an Iggy and Gasman chapter. Yeah. Chapter 20 is also extremely short. Oh my god. Four sentences. It's like one paragraph. Yeah, okay, anyway. I hate this book. <laughs> I like short chapters, but I hate this. Yeah. I mean, we talked for 40 minutes about the first chapter, so That's I don't know true. what we're complaining about. Well, because something happened in that one. Notice how we talked for 10 minutes about the last three chapters? Yeah. yeah Let's move on. Let's talk about what else we're reading. Okay. Good. I think I have... I don't remember what I said last time, but I think I have read The Queer Principles of Kit Webb since then by Kat Sebastian and I am currently reading the second book in that series The Perfect Crimes of Marion Hayes and they are delightful that's wow. fun historical rom-coms and pretty queer and it's great nice. <laughs> yep. nice. All good no miscommunication categories. it's amazing oh. <laughs> not a single miscommunication that's oh, so good fan. <laughs> there should be a warning there should be a section on goodreads for that of no miscommunication whatsoever <laughs> i honestly like it will turn me off a book completely now like especially if it's like i can understand well formulated bad miscommunication but when it's yeah. just like yeah. two people literally refusing to talk to just like say like oh i'm going over here like i'm like what like <laughs> anyways yeah. anyway yeah. uh what about you guys uh well i am still reading two books because they're long and they're taking me a while that i was reading last time which is leviathan wakes and the atlas six but i also started reading legends and lattes by travis baldrier yes because my friend read it and she refused to buy the physical copy unless i agreed to also read it after she finished reading it (laughs) um (laughs) 
So, so she gave it to me and I came back from Toronto and I was like, okay, I'll read it so that I can talk to her about it. So it's cute. It is very cute. And I had meant to read it. It just like wasn't an immediate book on my list. But here we are. <laughs> And now she's going to get two people reading it out of it. Yeah, exactly. Because Sophie's going to read it after me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Sophie, you'll love it. (laughs) I am excited. Yeah, it's definitely more Sophie book than a me book, but it's it's cute. I like it. And then I also happened to finish two ebooks, or not ebooks, audiobooks, because I took both of them out from the library because I was extremely ambitious. And then I had to panic listen to them. So Uh that was uh, Thank You for Listening by Julia Whelan and Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn, which uh, very different vibes, but both good. So yeah, Anna? I am currently reading a book and listening to a book. So in paperback, I'm reading Harrow the Ninth by Tamsin Muir, which is... Mm. Wild. Why did you make that noise? (laughs) No, that was a... mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It it comes after Gideon the Ninth, and I have even less of an idea of what's happening in this one than I did in that one, mm-hmm. which yep. seems to be on purpose. I don't know, man. It's taking me a while because I don't know what's happening. Yep. But I'm listening to Spare by Prince Harry, which is... Oh, how is that? Oh. <laughs> it's way better than I thought it would be. I was kind of saying it out of curiosity, but I'm actually like... My thought process with this is there are going to be 20 copies of it in Value Village next year, and I'm oh, going yes. to buy one. Like yes. that kind of vibe. Yeah, so I, I think I feel like I will pick it up and read it again at some point. I'm oh. very, I find it very interesting. That's good because I wow. have it on hold too, and all I've been seeing is like little snippets of it on TikTok and stuff. Yeah, the part where he gets frostbite on his penis. Yeah, <laughs> and there's apparently I know he quotes the Spice Girls in one part too. Oh my God. And like, there's yeah. just like a lot of like Prince Harry and Meghan slander out in the internet. But I'm so curious about this book, so I'm glad yeah. to hear that it's not actually that bad. It reads very much to me like someone who grew up never having to think about the consequences to any of his actions and then having to like go through therapy and realize the things that he did that weren't good and like how to make up for that and like how to live a better life as someone outside of like the fishbowl of what he grew up in yeah and like the first fully half of the book is basically just about like grief and how to deal with losing your mother in the way that he did yeah Yeah. so it's surprisingly insightful and like surprisingly well written and i am like genuinely really enjoying listening to it all right this is good to know yeah i would recommend it if you're curious cool and then this episode comes out on Valentine's Day. Ooh. What plans do you guys have? It's not near Valentine's Day now. Uh... I guess, <laughs> Sam, what are you doing as the only person here in a relationship? <laughs> I will be watching YouTube at home by myself. <laughs> uh, I. You don't have to tell us also. <laughs> no, I think we're just going for dinner. I don't think we're doing anything. Aww. It's it's hard because Valentine's Day is actually our anniversary too, so it's Aww. yeah. <laughs> so you. I'm like, mm, I will actually be doing something, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, Sophie to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movies as a Valentine's Day <gasps> when what? it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Let me know when you're going. I'll try to go the same day. <laughs> it comes out in March, so I can't take you actually uh, when it comes that's out okay. but we can go see it in march well, that's <laughs> my plans for valentine's day are to read rosaline palmer bakes uh-huh. <laughs> takes cake sorry I, I started laughing and i couldn't nail the joke damn it 
No, no, I thought it was good. <laughs> Why are you reading Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake by Alexis Hall, Sophie? Oh, because that's our February Midlight Book Club book. <laughs> wow. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah, fucking crushed it. <laughs> Extremely natural. Nailed it. In one. <laughs> Got it in one. Sponsor yeah. us. We'll read your ads and it will sound <laughs> just as like prepared that. and natural as that did. <laughs> I'll make sure to put your ad um, behind me on a bookshelf, which is why I ha- stopped in the middle of trying to remember how to say Rosalie Palmer takes the cake. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, enough of that. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And from Gasman, channeling us as three introverts. We can do stuff! We can make plans! <laughs> can we? <laughs> yeah, for Valentine's, for Valentine's Day. Day. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>